Hey everyone, on this episode, I'm going to be talking about tough love and enabling. So if you want to learn how it can affect our lives, good and bad, you're definitely not going to want to miss this episode and make sure you stick around until the end of the show because I have a special bonus giveaway for you. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining me on another episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. As I record this episode, I'm looking out the window, and it's a little bit of a dreary day, and I gotta say, just before this, we actually had a stint of really great weather in April, um, summer-like weather for the West Coast here up in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And not that that's never happened before, but I guess it just really felt good to get out in the sun and actually get a little bit of a tan going on. Um, and so I'm grateful as I look out today and it's raining that we did get that weather because I know a lot of our friends on the East Coast actually got some snow, which blows me away. I can't remember the last time we had snow this time of the year, but um, I'm glad that is far from my memory. But uh, I am so grateful that, you know, the last, I'd say, month I have really worked on my health again. You know, like I talked about when I was working my corporate job and doing my side hustle, I started to fill my time up and I started to get burnt out again. And I go through these phases where I take on too much. I want to get all the things done all the time. And it's exciting, you know, when you finally discover your calling in life. Um, it's hard not to do a whole bunch. It's hard not to take on new things if you think that it's going to help you grow towards your, you know, your purpose in life. And so I've now had the last month and a bit um, to really kind of focus on what is my priority. And definitely health was one of them because I felt like as I was writing my second book, and growing my business, getting ready to leave my corporate job, I kind of fell away from that. And then, of course, that caused everything to kind of get out of balance. And, you know, I'm grateful for the tools that not only do I get to teach other people, but that I also get to continuously work with myself because, you know, this journey is not perfect. And there are times when I fall off the wagon. I was binging on sugar like crazy about a month ago. But um, I feel like I'm back on track and that's a good feeling because that has kind of evened out that wheel of life in terms of the bumpiness that I experience along my journey in recovery. So, you know, if you're someone right now who is having a difficult time, because I know going through COVID is not easy. I, I don't know about you, but I'm over it. 
But, you know, make sure you are taking care of you first because it makes such a big difference. Now, if you would like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who's an entrepreneur who has overcome addiction and found their calling or purpose as a result of their past, I want to hear from you. You can send me an email at Tamar, T-A-M-A-R, at theroadforward.ca and let me know. I would love to have you or someone that you know that can inspire my audience on the show. On today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about tough love over enabling. Now, I have dealt with both areas in not only receiving, but also giving. I think for me, enabling was probably more of my giving than tough love. Um, Because I was such a people pleaser, it was really difficult for me to give tough love. I have done it. Um, Some of the people that I've worked with in recovery, I've had to do it with because, you know, I care and I want them to make sure that they get the same benefits that I did when I came in, you know, but I always do it in a loving way, but it's definitely not my strong suit, tough love. But, you know, let's talk about it for a little bit because a lot of people ask, you know, how do you know you have a problem or when do you know you need to get help? And I think that's really always for the individual to determine themselves. You know, it's hard to help somebody that doesn't want help. And I remember after I had gone to my dad and made my amends for the life I had created. And, you know, when I got sober, he was really proud of me. And he he shared that. And but when I had to talk to him about what I had done, you know, and how I had affected our relationship, that was really difficult for me, right? Because I didn't want to own that. But I definitely saw my part in how I strained our relationship. But when I actually took the time to discuss it with him, you know, he opened up to me and said why he was the way he was. You know, we had a strained relationship because I was an alcoholic. I was irresponsible, right? I was out of control. I was spending money like crazy when I didn't even have it. And so as a parent, I can only imagine what that feels like because I myself do not have children. But after some time, he finally, you know, reached out to friend of friends of his and said, I don't know what to do anymore. And he admitted this to me. And they all said, you know what, tough love, right? And we hear this so often in recovery that when you do have children that are that are using, sometimes we do need to give the tough love as much as we want to hang on as much as we want to protect you know, that's exactly what my dad did for me. He wasn't afraid to tell me what I was not doing, um, you know, and so I thank him for that today. Even at the time, I was extremely angry with him. You know, I used to get so mad. As soon as he would leave, I'd be talking to my friends about what a jerk he was and how dare he say that. But the the reality was, is he cared about me and it was all true. You know, none of it was was false. And, you know, I'm grateful for my dad because I think that he has really helped me create the work ethic that I have today. Um, Because even when I was younger, you know, I never did great in school, um, even though, you know, it wasn't because I wasn't smart. It was just because I didn't apply myself. But, you know, I would remember coming home with my report card and nothing felt good enough, right? I would show my grades and he'd be like, well, you can do better. You can do better in sports. You know, I played soccer with him for 10 years 
And, you know, if I scored a goal, it could be two goals. And so he always pushed me. And now today I get it um, because I'm grateful that he pushed me because I don't think I would have ended up becoming who I am today if I would have had a parent that told me that it's okay. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You know, he always pushed me to do what I love to do. But then when I wanted to give up and I didn't want to move through that discomfort, he was the one that pushed me through that discomfort. And I always got the benefit of what came on the other side, even at a young age, right? Because he knew these were things I enjoyed doing, like soccer. There was days that I didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to go. But guess what? He pushed me to do it no matter how uncomfortable it was. And I think that's how I've learned a lot of those skills today. You know, I've had to redevelop them, I think, today because I lost sight of them so long ago. But, um, you know, that was a lot of the tough love that I got in my life. Um, I think it also attributed a bit to my perfectionism now, which I have to learn to control and just love. Um, but, um, you know, I'm working on it. And if, if we don't have anything to work on, then life would be pretty boring. So... Um, that tough love has played a big part in my life. Not only did it play a big part back then through my addiction, but also in my recovery itself. You know, my first couple sponsors, my second one in particular, was not afraid to tell me when I fucked up. And even though I would get so mad in that moment where I was like, how dare she say this to me? When I would sleep on it, the next morning I would wake up because I was that willing to stay sober and to do what it took to stay sober, I would actually sit there and go, oh, okay, she's right, right? But I always was called out in a fairly loving way. And I realized that today, had I not had those people and had I not been open-minded enough to accept that somebody wasn't afraid to tell me something that would hurt my feelings if it meant keeping me alive, um, I don't think I would be here today, right? Because I know a lot of people come in, they hear things from people they don't like what they hear, they think they can do it better their own way, and guess what? They go back out, they relapse because their way is apparently better. But I can tell you one thing that my way of doing things kept me drunk and I don't want to go back there. So, you know, there's something to be said about tough love. That's for sure. It has kept me alive. It's kept me moving forward. It has given me a good work ethic. And I think that, you know, if you're new in recovery, definitely find somebody who will call you out on your bullshit. Um, because when you actually go home and think about it, and then you realize that maybe they're right, you know, remember that people that have sobriety and that are passing it on are only passing on what was given to them, right? And they're giving you suggestions of what helped them stay sober. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about tough love uh, more than anything is because it can actually save your life. So just remember, if you have somebody that's giving you tough love right now, maybe they're doing it for a reason. And when you become open-minded and willing to accept suggestions, it is absolutely incredible how much your life can change. Now that we've talked about tough love, let's talk about enabling. So, you know, when I was younger, I don't really remember a lot of enabling. My parents were really great when it came to disciplining us. You know, if we did something wrong, we suffered the consequences. Uh, they never hit us or anything like that. I think I've maybe gotten two spankings in my whole entire life. 
And of course, after that second one, I was so terrified to get another one that all my mom ever had to say to us was just wait till your dad gets home. And that kind of instilled that healthy fear in us that we should probably not do that again and we should respect you know the people in our lives. So we had a really great upbringing with very little enabling going on. I think the first time I probably experienced that enabling was in my relationships in addiction. You know, I always tried to save people in my life because of course I figured I wasn't the one that had the problem. And so because I was incredibly codependent, I was a people pleaser, I was enabling a lot of behaviors. I was enabling those friends in my life that also had issues with alcohol because of course, I would always instigate, you know, drinking and drug use. It was just, you know, if you didn't drink or use drugs, you weren't a a big part of my life at the time. And so I would enable that way. I would also enable in my relationships, right, by not giving that tough love. Um, I would allow people to do things over and over again because I didn't want to lose them, right? I had that, that fear of abandonment, the fear of being alone. And so I would enable people in my life um, to continue doing what they were doing. And really what I did is I kind of set the groundwork for allowing people to treat me the way they did. And it wasn't something that felt very good at all because I was the one that continued to get hurt and I wasn't doing them any favors by doing this enabling behavior. You know, it's interesting because in my addiction, especially probably I would say more the earlier part of my addiction, I hid a lot from my parents. Um, I think they would both agree that, you know, they've read my book and they were a little bit horrified at some of the stuff that I had never openly admitted as, you know, my my drug use. Um, I hit a lot of stuff. And so, of course, with that came a lot of lying. And I think, unfortunately, my mom probably got the worst of it because I, you know, would always be, woe is me. I would be in my pity pot and I have no money you know, I'm not getting enough hours and all of it was lies because I needed money and I needed to sustain sustain my addiction. And so I would lie, cheat and steal. And unfortunately, because my mom was always so caring and generous, you know, even though I'm sure there was time she probably wanted to cut me off, um, there was enabling behavior there as well. And, you know, I always, you know, I love both my parents equally, but I really disliked my dad at the time and, you know, because he was giving me that tough love and my mom was enabling, right? My mom was giving me money if I needed 20 bucks here or there or I needed, you know, money to pay my rent, which was usually for alcohol. And so my mom became that enabler in my life, right? She never cut me off. She was always there for me. And even though I love her for that, um, I definitely took advantage of her. Um, That was my part of it because I knew that she always wanted to help me. She was always there for me. She always loved me, which I, you know, admire. But at the same time, because she never cut me off, she was always that person that I took advantage of and, you know, which was not a good thing. But, you know, enabling can do so much harm and, it can keep people out longer than they need to be. You know, I actually went to a sobriety celebration the other night 
and listen to uh, someone talk about the fact that, you know, their parents could only hold on for so long before they finally cut them off completely. And, you know, these people end up on the street and because they have nowhere else to go, but that allows them to actually find their bottom sometimes, right? Um, you know, we go through things, we see people relapse and they think that this time it's going to be different, but maybe it's because they haven't reached their bottom, right? Maybe they've always been fortunate that people have always helped pick up the pieces. And I think when you start to realize maybe that those pieces are just not going to be picked up, you make that decision to finally change but that has to come from the individual itself so you know in early sobriety as well I never had sponsors in my sobriety that enabled me you know they would not co-sign my bullshit Uh, they would hurt my feelings with love and you know they made sure that I realized that hey they're doing this to keep me alive and so you know it's this it's it's this fine line between tough love and enabling, but um, I have definitely learned that when I start to enable people, I'm not allowing them to grow. And I think the same goes for people that are still in active addiction and those of us in recovery, right? Today, I have friends that when I'm, when I have the crazies going through my head, right? And I'm overreacting to something because again, I'm, I'm engaging with my emotions. You know, I have friends that love me enough to say, you know what, actually, I think you're wrong, right? They don't enable me anymore. And I love that, you know, we're solution focused. And I just appreciate that so much. And I appreciate that I recognize that enough as well. So that if somebody is enabling me, I know that maybe I got to switch gears a little bit. But um, yeah, it's, you know, enabling can be a tricky thing because I think, you know, we genuinely care for the people in our lives. And sometimes it's hard to let go and switch over to that tough love. But, you know, when we stop enabling people, we could actually be helping them in the end. So to those people in my life that have shared tough love with me and not enabled me, I just want to say thank you. I love you and um, I appreciate it because it has just really helped me to become the person that I am today. So I hope you enjoyed that topic. Now, I did promise that there was going to be a little freebie for you. And currently I'm giving away a copy of my first book called Hope Elevated, which shares my story through addiction and into recovery, you can find that by going to my website at www.theroadforward.ca slash beyond dash recovery. And uh, you can download your free PDF version. Of course, it's available in paperback and Kindle version if you go to amazon.com, amazon.ca or whatever Amazon you're from. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode and I will see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.